We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. Altitude 5200. Welcome to the Alien Probe Snippet with Dr. Bill. At 11.15, January 29, 1953, Lloyd Booth left his general store eight miles north of Conway, South Carolina, and drove to his farm about a mile away. After washing, he put on a pot of coffee and sat down to read the newspaper. Then he began to think of his cow that had died the night before. The animal hadn't been sick at all. Even stranger, in the past few weeks, about 20 cows in the county had met the same unusual death. Examinations by veterinarians showed they had all died of poisoning. Hogs were also dying in amazingly large numbers. One man lost 75. Nobody could explain the deaths. As he was contemplating the strange demise of the farm animals, he heard his own farm animals outside. A bunch of ducks, chickens, and two mules began making more noise than usual and I got up and went out to see what was molesting the animals. As he went outside, Booth, thinking a prowler might be on the farm, he grabbed his twenty-two revolver. As he reached the mules, he saw something about ten feet over the treetops. It looked like an egg cut end to end. There was a white light in the back, but the glass was tinted, smoked, or too thick to see through. The entire body was very streamlined. It was from 24 to 26 feet long, and 12 to 14 feet broad, and 8 to 10 feet deep. The bottom appeared to be flat, except for the protrusions on the bottom, which appeared to be 3 feet broad and down about 3.5 from the fuselage. There were two glassed-over areas in front like cockpits, but there weren't any bubbles as our craft have. In the back was another cockpit, and light was pouring through what seemed like tinted glass. Underneath was an opening about three feet wide, and from this protruded a crescent-shaped object that looked like part of a large wheel. I knew that the strange aircraft that hovered over me was something I had never seen before. The UFO was drifting towards Booth from the east. He was making a slight humming noise. He yelled towards the house, hoping to awaken his family, but was unsuccessful. The strange object passed overhead at approximately an altitude of 90 feet heading west. Clutching his pistol, Booth followed the slow-moving UFO. It flew over the trees and entered a small clearing in the woods. But there was a swamp ahead. He knew he couldn't go much farther. The object again approached him and as it flew overhead. The frightened farmer aimed the pistol and pulled the trigger. Ping! The bullet had hit something metallic. He fired again but heard nothing. The craft increased its noise like stepping up electric motor. As soon as the shot hit the object, it seemed to tilt upward just a bit and soared into the air at about a 65 degree angle. It continued this upward move 
at about hundreds of miles per hour until it vanished. He said the UFO disappeared at a speed greater than any aircraft he had seen before. When he entered the house, he found his mother, father, and brother awake, having heard the shots. He pondered as to whether to report the incident. He decided not to, fearing ridicule. A week passed before he informed his reverend, who broke the story. In a few hours, I was surrounded by curiosity seekers, and I found debunkers on all sides. A civil aviation agency man said the witness had shot at one of the fleet of Navy blimps en route from Georgia to North Carolina. But Booth wasn't satisfied. I've seen many blimps, he said, and I've been in one. I'd certainly know a blimp when I saw one 80 feet over my house. The local newspaper attested to the man's honesty. Booth is a member of the popular Methodist Church and of exceedingly high character throughout the area in which he is known, said the story. There's no doubt in the minds of those who know him well, including ministers, that he is by nature truthful and of high moral integrity. What he saw was no hoax, and he had ample time to study it in great detail. Even a writer who did a story on the incident for the Journal of Spaceflight was impressed by the witness. It is the author's opinion, based upon Mr. Booth's personality and the manner in which the story was told and questions answered, that this is not a hoax. It appears that the man did see a strange craft of a design wholly unfamiliar and with an unknown but powerful means of propulsion. Finally, Professor James A. MacDonald interviewed the witness. Booth's account was given to me in a seemingly quite straightforward manner. No evidence of embarrassment or visible dramatization. He sounded like a person of an entirely honest manner. This has been your Alien Probe short for the week. Keep watching the skies.